Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, a uh, great good morning to all of you out there. Great to have you with us in Political Coffee. I'm your host and benevolent dictator. I say that with tongue-in-cheek. Jeff Krop, fifth-generation Oregon farmer and Recovering politician, yes, that's right, it is a 12-step program, to be sure not to poke fun at any of those of you who use 12-step programs in your life, good for you. A whole lot of former politicians who have become sleazebag lobbyists, ought to think about that too, just saying. You know, I tried that, by the way. I have to, you know, some of you may not know that, but after I left the legislature after eight years in the House of Representatives, I tried to lobby. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Uh, just especially being a contract lobbyist, you become a hired gun, basically a mercenary for whatever group will pay you money out there. And, you know, it just... Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Anyway, uh, I moved on and, and uh, got into grassroots politics, and that became my passion. Still is my passion. I also stayed in radio. I had gotten into radio quite by accident um, during my time serving in the legislature and stayed in radio after I left the legislature. So at any rate, here's what we've got on tap today here on Political Coffee. A whole lot of stuff. There's a new... Scam coming from the Oregon legislature. That shouldn't surprise. In fact, there's a lot of them, but this one in particular, it's another cell phone tax. Another cell phone tax. We'll talk a little bit about that because you can push back on that if you want. Uh, and we'll help you do that. There is... You know, something that happened yesterday was the Heritage Foundation releasing the, well, the sampling of all the recent election fraud cases from across the United States. There's over 1,400 of them. Now, these are only the ones, by the way, that um, meet a particular criteria. And here's what I find interesting about that. Is that in that criteria, you can click on, I mean, they, they basically, these are people who got prosecuted. This doesn't even come close to all the people that engaged in voter fraud that we haven't caught. And you, they have a map here. This is from the Heritage Foundation. And you can click on Oregon. By golly, you can see the people who got um, convicted or pled guilty to a whole lot of things like duplicate voting, fraudulent use of absentee ballots, duplicate voting, ballot petition fraud, duplicate voting, duplicate voting, 
miscellaneous. Now, those that I just mentioned all happened in 2019. This database goes back in Oregon to other years, but here's what I find interesting. There are very few. Like there's only one conviction in 2013, only one in 2012, only one in 2000. And, well, actually, there were three in 2006, one in 05, one in 03, two of them in 01. And they have the person's name and you can click on the details and see what they were convicted of and, and so on and so forth. What is curious about that? Hmm? Well, who was Secretary of State during 2019? Just want you to think about that. Who was Secretary of State prior to that? Where you only had, you know, one, maybe two convictions a year. Well, you know the answer. It was Kate Brown. 2019 was the placeholder after Republican Dennis Richardson, an old friend of mine and colleague of mine. We served together in the House of Representatives after he died. But the apparatus and the people that he put in place went after voter fraud. That was 2019, folks. Five convictions in 2019 in Oregon and one or two maybe under Kate Brown. I'm just saying. That speaks volumes. At any rate, this I put up on our um a show plan that you can see at kslm.news where you can listen to the show on a podcast. You can download it. But every story that I talk about, I put up there where you can read it for yourself. And I want you to do that. This is so important because you hear me talk about things briefly on the radio. And it's very brief. And if you're like me, and I think most of you are, you sometimes just, you, you sort of, boom, Sort of catch it, but you want to you want to go back and you want to hear it again because you you want to dive into it deeper, and that's what I want you to do because that's the purpose of this radio show, and that is for to just talk about things in a way that helps you change your world, and you do that by having persuasive conversations with persuadable people, not arguing with people. And not trying to even waste your breath with the crazy people out there that are sold out to the idea of that tyranny is okay. You know, like this, I don't know if any of you watched um, uh, Tucker Carlson last night, but I, I happened to catch it. I, I rarely get to Fox anymore for a lot of reasons. But I did catch Tucker. And he talked about this dangerous anti-free speech bill that is being introduced, has been introduced by a perennial leftist black woman, congresswoman, very leftist, Sheila Jackson Lee. Many of you know her. This basically criminalizes any speech that is critical against any left-wing idea. You are going to be classified as a terrorist. 
Now, this has just been introduced. It ain't going to go anywhere, at least for the moment, in the House. It may get introduced by some leftist Democrats senator on the Senate side, and it may get passed on the Senate side. Who knows? It's as unconstitutional as you can get. But that's where these people want to go. You know, Rush Limbaugh talked about this a long time ago. This is classifying any criticism of any minority, even if you're a black minority. Candace Owens, who's a black conservative young woman, was on with uh, Tucker last night and talked about this as a black conservative. If her or any other black American dared to criticize the orthodox leftist viewpoint of most of the Democrat black people who are in office or leaders, you could get charged under this as a crime, a federal crime, as a terrorist. You could be classified as a black person for speaking out against black people who are leftist, criticizing. Now, it's an obvious infringement on free speech. How could this happen, you ask? Well, let me go back to elections. It happens because people who are leftist believe that way and get elected. Put this place and put all of these ideas in place. And it doesn't matter whether it is at the local level or the state level or the federal level. Elections mean everything. This is why the left is working so hard to permanently tilt the entire election apparatus across the country to make it impossible for anybody but true leftists to get elected. That's where we're headed. Because hate speech, as Rush warned us about, years ago when they put in place the hate speech, I mean, man, this, this was right after I left the, the legislature in, in 07. They have been after criticizing any speech that criticizes them as leftist, or excuse me, as terrorist. It's what the leftists have been after all along. Take away our free speech. Now, I want to go back to something yesterday and, and this that we talked about. By the way, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. There are other things I want to talk about today, including Emerald Robinson's piece. I, I saw this on the Liberty Daily, and the headline is, Why is the FBI hiding Seth Rich's two laptops? DNC staffer has, uh, Seth Rich was murdered. It is likely, I mean, the FBI has his two laptops. Attorney Ty Clevenger, through FOIA requests, has ascertained that the, F, the FBI's had to admit that they have both of these laptops. They refuse to release any information on them. It is likely that the WikiLeaks source of Hillary Clinton's emails and all of that came from Seth Rich. 
The FBI admits it. They know that. They did admit in a eight-page memo based, again, on a FOIA request that these laptops came from a non-government third party. And you can actually read this. Now, the reason I, I bring this up to you is because this goes against the narrative that we have been told, right? It's another government cover-up. And it's important to understand this in the context of what can we trust our government at all anymore? And that brings me to the treachery of Vice President Mike Pence. This was a piece that Emerald Robinson wrote. And if you remember, Emerald, who now works as her own gig on Mike Lindell's TV network. She's on her own. She was with OAN, or maybe Newsmax first and then to OAN. She was too conservative for them. She writes this piece about the treachery of Vice President Mike Pence explained. That's the headline. The subheadline is who fired General Flynn and started the Russia hoax in the first place? It is a stunning piece. And I want to review it with you along with some latest things coming out of the Oregon legislature that we will get to uh, in a moment here, including not only the sale tax, but a great question from John about how we can push, how can we contact the legislature? Back in a moment at 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Yes, that is the Power of Buke GMC Talk Line, 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at kslm.news and I will talk about in a moment an email request from John about how you can make a difference regarding legislation during this legislative session how to do it most effectively and as a former legislator I'll tell you how to do that in a moment I also want to share with you the you know, the Power Buick GMC group, the Power Auto group, sponsors our call-in line that you can call in. That's 503-589-1220. Power Auto Group also has Power Honda. You just heard their ad. And, and Power Honda specifically helps sponsor this radio show. And we're grateful for that, and we thank them for it. They're down in Albany. And in all seriousness... You know, just vehicles sometimes, because we use them a lot, they wear out. And if it's time for you to trade in or buy a new vehicle, or maybe even a, a pre-owned vehicle, why don't you check out Power Honda down in Albany? 
Check out their website, mypowerhonda.com. Look at their constantly changing uh, automobiles and pickups that they feature there, mypowerhonda.com. John's email is about how, what's the most effective way to email or how to communicate with legislators? Is it best to just write committee members or should the same emails go to all the members? Great questions. No, the same email should, you should not spam all the members of the legislature. It's a common mistake that people make. And I will tell you why, because my, uh, when I served in the House of Representatives, yes, we had email. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, And um, when we got emails that had all of us, they went, very low to the priority list in terms of what my staff put in front of me for me to read. Okay? You got to understand that it is incredibly busy. You have to cut through the noise. And I mean, you're running a million miles an hour as a legislator. Because you're on committees. You've got citizens who want to talk to you that have been prompted by lobbyists to talk to you, which is the most effective way you can do it. They want to make lobbyists want to meet with you. Citizens show up at the Capitol. They want to meet with you. You get tons of email about specific things that might be happening in a committee you're assigned to or just in general. You have to find ways to cut through the noise. So do not spam legislators, okay? If there are, you you need to start with the committee members that are on a committee that is is hearing a bill that you care about. It's important to you. You need to start with them. That's the first thing. You should not write a spam email to all the members of the committee either. Now, it is always best to write a specific email that is to only one legislator. Now, maybe two at the most. If your message to that particular legislator crosses over, maybe ideologically or whatever, with another legislator, do not do more than two. Because most of the systems catch it as spam, but even more importantly, the staff will look at it. And if it's just to them specifically, they'll open it up and read it. This is very normal. But that's not the most effective way. The most effective way is to be face-to-face. You can still do that. There are special rules in place right now, not, not COVID rules anymore, but just because they're doing all of this renovation, seismic rem- retrofitting and so forth, Um, to the building for the next couple of years. Face-to-face is always the most effective. Now, generally, it's hard to get a... uh, The more important that legislator is in terms of the committees that they sit on, the harder it is for you to get to them face-to-face. If it's a committee chairman, it's going to be even more hard to get to them. 
but you sh- doesn't mean you shouldn't try. If you're not their direct constituent, it's really going to be hard for you to get to them. But there are still ways that you can do that. You also, there are ways to get around their staff not wanting to give you an appointment to meet with them. Now, there are ways you can do that to ambush them, as we call it, where it's really hard for them to ignore you. Okay? We teach this in something that's going to start up here probably next week, right next to the Capitol, and that's called the Oregon Citizen Lobby. This is our mission, something we've done for years, how to teach citizen activists, specifically those that are conservative, how you can best communicate with a legislator. We teach you the little tricks how to do that. But I'm going to tell you that face-to-face is always the most effective way. Next to that is something that few legislators ever have happened anymore. And as you write a handwritten letter, send it to them at the Capitol, to their office, in snail mail. Doesn't matter if they say they don't want that. Such few people do it, it gets in front of a legislator. Back in a moment at 6.30, which lots to talk about. I'll get to Mike Pence and why you can't trust him. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 23 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. Political Coffee is the name of the show. I will get back to some of the topics, including a stunning piece written by... Emerald Robinson a year ago, well, almost a year ago, February 1st, 2022. The treachery of Vice President Mike Pence explained. And it's hard to come to any other conclusion. Now, this is important. Why is it important? Well, because Mike Pence is going to be running for the presidency. And Emerald Robinson's piece is a very good reason, I think, why I will not support Mike Pence. I intend to fully support Donald Trump for a lot of reasons. Some of them are being exposed by the Twitter files. There's a piece about that in the Epoch Times, and it's a very interesting graphic. And it's a graphic. It's an, and, and you can click on it, download it, and, and look at all the deep state agencies that worked to not only undermine Donald Trump, but undermine your liberty and the lie of the vaccines. It's pretty, it's pretty powerful, friends. You should look at it. And it goes back to the philosophy of, and and I and I think I think it was 
it was either Linda or Barbara yesterday that sent me the, the piece from Steve McCann in 2020. The Obama years sowed the seeds for the current societal chaos. And it's all about how the elites, you know, that are over in Davos right now, the elites at the local level, some of our city councils, some of our county commissions, certainly those in state government, think they know better than you. What's right for you? I've even heard Republicans say this in closed caucus meetings, that these issues are so complex, the average person just can't understand it. I've heard Republicans say that. That's an elitist viewpoint, and it's wrong. Because the average person at the most basic level does understand it. And this is what the elites in both parties miss. This is what Trump tapped into. Average person gets that something's wrong because every day they lose a little bit of their liberty because it's about liberty, folks. That's why I do this show. I don't do this show just so you can, that I can hear myself pontificate on things. It's not why I do this show. I do this show because we have a document called the Constitution. By the way, thank you, Avis. The River Church is going to be offering a three-week class on the Oregon Constitution. It starts February 22nd on Wednesday night. These are all on Wednesday nights. February 22nd, March 1st, March 8th. The class is going to be taught by Mike Neerman. Yes, the only Republican legislator, the only Repu legislator ever to be kicked out of the legislature. Thank you, Christine Drazen, for doing that. It's free and it's open to the public. I said that sarcastically, I'm sorry. She's responsible. She drove the bus to get Mike Neerman out of the legislature. What he did, which was wrong, didn't deserve being kicked out. At any rate, the Constitution class starts February 22nd, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, the River Church, over by Harbor Freight on Portland Road, okay? Mike Neerman's going to be teaching it. Uh, and actually, Anna sent that to me, I think it was. Anna, by the way, everything we're talking about here comes back to elections. In fact, uh, and by the way, thanks to the state employee who missed Gary's uh, VAX meeting last night at the Black Bear Diner in Wilsonville. Gary has these from time to time. This particular state employee, whom I will never name, has gotten the shot and wants to know how to counteract it. Well, there are ways to counteract it, and that's what Gary uh, offers is his group exactly how to counteract the effects of the shot. I mean, it's substantial, folks. And if any of you are in that place, and especially those of you who are state employees, you're more than welcome to contact me, and I will keep your identity secret, and I'll pass it on to Gary. 
You can do that by sending me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. And it can be a text message, by the way, on Notepad, which is how it shows up on my email, from your cell phone. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I put this person, this state employee, in touch with Gary. Liberty means something, folks. In fact, it means everything. Anna from Oregon People's Vote, they will be meeting next Tuesday evening. They're meeting every other Tuesday, and they meet, at least for the moment, at the Oregon Republican Party headquarters on Hawthorne Street. Okay? Our political coffee clatch meetings, I intend to start up in February, the week opposite Oregon People's Votes meetings. The Oregon People's Vote is, and I want you to go to their website. If you want, if you care about elections, they need help. They need people who will sign up and work with them to do a lot of things. The election, there, are, there isn't an opportunity to do election observation, but there is opportunities for you to continue to canvas for voters from a target list to verify, build the case that you can, that ultimately members of Oregon People's Vote and other groups, which are doing this all across the state, Oregon People's Vote is just kind of specific here to Marion County. You can help. Their meeting will help you get there. Okay? OregonPeoplesVote.com. That's their website, OregonPeoplesVote.com. If you want to lobby the legislature, I want to go back to John's email to me. You can do you can come to what we call the war room sponsored by Oregon Citizens Lobby, just an ad hoc name of a group. It is my little foundation, Oregon Capital Watch Foundation, that sponsors this. We believe we're going to be meeting on Thursdays, every Thursday. We used to meet in the Capitol building. They're not letting us do that until this seismic retrofit is finished. So we're going to be Hopefully meeting, I'm in discussions with the Ike box next door. It's right at the uh, west end of the Capitol Mall. It's coffee house. They have meeting room. I have to rent it. But we have to rent meetings space from the state anyway at the Capitol building. This is much more independent. And it gives us an opportunity to come together and we, we engage in training. If you want to learn how you can be effective, the little tricks that I talked about in response to, to John's question, how you can really be effective at the Capitol, we teach that. I sometimes teach it, other people teach it. We're also looking at legislation that's literally happening 
during the legislative session, including amendments. And we teach people how to go lobby specifically, go walk over to the Capitol building and meet with legislators or testify in hearings and how you can be effective at that. Because you can be, you can go over there to the legislature and not be effective. We want you to be effective. We teach that. Hopefully we're going to be doing this every Thursday from 8 in the morning or 8.30 in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We hope to be meeting at the Ike Box. There'll be coffee there. You can check out Oregon Citizens Lobby. It's all one word. Oregon Citizens, plural, OregonCitizensLobby.org. Okay? Go to the website, OregonCitizensLobby.org, and you can sign up to be a part of what we do. Now, when I come back, I'm sorry, I was a little long on that. The treachery of Mike Pence. It ain't good, folks. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Uh, In a moment, um, we will chat with Gary uh, about how his meeting went last night. If you are, and I've just gotten some emails uh, from listeners who are asking to be put in touch with Gary because they've had the shot and they want to try to counteract the effects of the shot. Uh, Gary helps facilitate that. Emerald Robinson has written this important piece and I want to get to it as soon as I talk with, with Gary because the treachery of Mike Pence is explained. He's going to be running for president. You need to know this. You need to know who supports him and who he surrounds himself with. Tells you everything you need to know. I didn't used to have a bad um, impression of him. But I do now. Emma Robinson's piece is really important. So also is your opportunity to stay warm, folks. We're going to have some nice weather coming up. And the nights are going to get cold. If you're not warm in your home, just call Freedom Heating and Air. And they'll come out and they'll fix it so you are warm. Same thing with your business. Check it out. Their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair, all one word, .net. Or just give them a call, 503-580-1456. Let's go to Gary. Gary, good morning. How'd your meeting go last night? Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Uh, meeting went really, really well. Um, our, our main researcher just uh, gave them a wealth of information. Uh, a couple of your listeners were there. Uh, one of the big sto- things that uh, they shared with us, they, 
they were at a funeral, I believe, last week. Twenty-one-year-old girl, um, volleyball player for uh, Chemeketa, a perfect health. Uh, came home, heart problems, couldn't mm. breathe the next day. Wow. Took her to the hospital, died within twenty minutes. Oh my goodness! And how old was she? Twenty-one, I think she said. Mm. My goodness. And, and obviously the shot. Just just heartbreaking. So people want to know, specifically some state employees, and I and I sent you that email. I just sent you another email from business owner that listens to this show. And they, they've all gotten the shot. They want to yeah. know how to counteract it, the effects of it, because yeah. we're learning how much it's affecting people's hearts and how it's clotting problems. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, If you saw any of Fox News last night, um, about the FAA yeah. is very quietly, and I read this because I'm a pilot. I read this a day or so ago. The FAA is very quietly changing the um, acceptable circumstances around heart conditions for airline pilots, and it's going to make it worse. It endangers us, and it's not a good thing. And they well, yeah. And when we when we we heard about that in the when they when they were ordering people get the shot. Uh, it's against the law to give a pilot an experimental shot. I mean, they broke the law right there. But uh, to your question, um, I, 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 we did tape the meeting. Um, it's all, you know, we're in the earliest stages, so it's a little bit, uh, a little bit amateuristic. And uh, I think they can access it. I will, I will send them the link, and they can watch the meeting because she just, uh, she fed us. You know, we we drank water from a fire hose the way she uh, lo- uh, let us down. But the highlights, you know, the the thing that I'm sure your people that are calling in uh, are wanting to know if it is changing your DNA. There's not a lot you can do. Uh, but what uh, what she covered was areas that you can cleanse the the minerals and stuff like that, the graphene oxide and all that other stuff out of your body and try to minim- minimize uh, the damages that it, it can do um, that way. But if it, you know, if it's changing your cells, it's changing your cells. Um, but okay, you so got to see the, where you got to see the whole meeting. Where, where can people listen to or watch uh, the meeting? Go ahead and send me the, uh, send me their names and stuff, and I will uh, email them okay. the link, and I believe they can uh, access it. Uh, we've had issues with it in the past, but I believe they can access it. If they need some help, I can help them, but um, they, they can watch the whole meeting. Gary, thank you. Appreciate what you're doing because uh, yeah. it means a lot. It means everything you know what, Jeff, and I, th- I think the strategy that they are using is the deny, deny, deny until it's old news and hope it goes away. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's part of the strategy. Gary, thank you. Got to go. Go, Dave's. Um, Curtis was at the meeting last night, said it was very well covered and it was mind-blowing. So, again, if you've had the shot and you want to – try to counteract what may be negative complications from it in your body, just email me, jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news, and I will get you in contact with Gary. Now, The Treachery of Mike Pence by Emerald Robinson. I'll have this on the show planned today at kslm.news. 
under local podcast, under political coffee, click on today's date. You can read this story. It was a statement by Donald Trump that he released. If, and I'm reading, if the vice president, Mike Pence, had absolutely no right to change presidential election results in the Senate, despite fraud and many other irregularities, then how come the Democrats and rhino Republicans are desperately trying to pass legislation that will not allow the vice president to change the results of the election? Actually, what they're saying is that Mike Pence did have the right to change the outcome. And they now want to take that right away. Fortunately, he didn't exercise that power. He could have overturned the election. That was from Donald Trump. They've passed legislation now that makes it impossible for the vice president to exercise the power he had. Now, why wouldn't Mike Pence do that? Well, the first paragraph of her piece explains it. He's always been a GOP establishment loyalist. There were lots of problems inside the Trump administration, and virtually almost all of them came from Mike Pence the people that surrounded him, like Olivia Troyer, Jennifer Williams, Catherine Seaman, Joss Pittock, and his chief of staff, Mark Short, whom you see often on Fox News. In fact, it got so bad that Trump locked Mike or Mark Short out of the White House. That was was reported. Her piece covers who fired General Michael Flynn, the Ukraine impeachment, Olivia Troye, and the COVID vaccines, and Pence's chief of staff, Mark Short, getting locked out of the White House by Trump. Folks, you can read this piece, and the only thing you can come away with is, because I read it last night, and it totally changed my viewpoint of Mike Pence. I think he's a man of faith, but he's an establishment defender and he undermined Donald Trump in every way. And the proof is there, folks. You can read it for yourself. Keep that in mind as the presidential primary begins to heat up on the Republican side because he's running. And Nikki Haley, another Trump backstabbing member of the Trump administration will be running as his running mate. You wait. I'm back tomorrow, folks. I hope you are, too. In the meantime, keep fighting and praying for this great state nation.